Elon, he's at like half of his quota of like 5,000 a week. We're pretty much maxed out at capacity on our current assembly line. So now he finds out in California, he's like, oh, there's this, this law that like allows uh, repair shops to like open up a temporary tent to like fix things. He's like, they didn't specify the size. Oh, specify the size. <laughs> My bad. You want to try place. it again? They didn't specify. <laughs> he's sitting in a meeting or something and he's playing with this little toy car that's on his desk. He's like, hmm, they press this car in a factory. Why don't we stamp real cars? Take Starship, you have a little payload at the top. So basically he, he asks like, hey, how much is it to um, to make this? And they're like, uh, it's $3 million if you want to cool the air in the payload area. $3 million. <laughs> you guys hear this? $3 million. Hey, Tracy, how much does AC in your house cost? Like, uh, it's like uh, $6,000 for the unit. Like, all right, let's get a handful of those. I really like how this is like a Peter Thiel metric that's all work. Take Tesla and full self-driving. miles per intervention? Go 10 miles without me having to <laughs> My bad. Because oh. we're an hour in, I'm talking about miles per intervention. <laughs> exactly. Welcome to the Smart Nonsense Podcast where we talk about... Uh, fuck. Smart... We... We make Smart, smart Nonsense, Pop. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> Right now? Dude, I'm sorry, dude. I've been preparing we, my notes the whole time. I forgot what we did. <laughs> but look at my notes, dude. Look at my notes. No, Pop. Dude, no. Watch this on YouTube. Book, dude. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. absolute picture book. It'd be a shame if... I'm prepared. Uh, it'd be a real shame if I just interrupted every single thread. Um, dude. So then I had four I, My bad for taking this over. A, a very small change turned into everything. You know what I bet it was? You sent me right before this. This isn't even a thread. Dude, it's torture. I want to say yes to everything, but there's oh. nothing. Oh, say oh, it again. Tech just might like go down. Oh, let me piggyback. Just... Sorry to hijack your thread, dude. Just give me a second. Mm, well, here's the thing. Coming into this pod, uh, you've been on a, a poop tour, but mm -hmm. given that poop tour, you are now in the locked in, I'm going to prepare for this podcast sort of mood, which I haven't seen in eons, dude. Me All it took was Elon Musk. You preparing. Hey, we're talking about Elon Musk today. The new Walter Isaacson book. <laughs> it's out. It's finished. I figured we should probably tell the people what we're going to talk about at some point. Um, uh, Pop, it, it, it consumed my entire life the last two weeks. And I know we've talked about it every day on the podcast because we just, we can't consume anything else while this book was being, being read. Um, it's thick with two C's. Ugh. Ugh. Um. Wow. That's it, huh? <laughs> you got any uh, threads before Elon? Just a quick one? Um, well, dude, you sent me some flood thing. We could talk about that, but we don't really need oh. to. Well, I saw New York uh, was under six feet of water this morning. Yeah, well, right before I was leaving, uh, it, it's like it's rain time for the next couple days. And so uh, that's not good when I, I bike into the studio to shoot um so i just fucking head down we talked about my my positioning so that i avoid most of the spray but today right before i'm leaving i get like an emergency warning it's like hey uh get the fuck off the road there's flash flood and i'm like <laughs> that's not good because i just ordered a sweet grain and a chipotle and i gotta make some pit stops before <laughs> i come in the studio um, dude so on the way yeah. i just see like like the worst traffic I've seen in New York since I've gotten here just backed up everywhere. I think everyone's one was taking Ubers anyway. And then two, it's just like trying to flee the city or whatever. Um, so I managed to like make it out. But then immediately after I, I get in, you send me uh, Twitter and actually uh, grass fed uh, um, Hunter and Casey Neistat. They're out filming videos right now in the fucking mm. galoshes. So, I bet they are. Uh, can we talk about your dinner from last night really quick before everybody clicks off of this dinner. video? Um, your dinner uh, last night was carrot cake, two bowls <laughs> of fruit, a frozen froyo, <laughs> uh, two sushis and two salads. I guess those were probably a late lunch, but um, you got to get it, was... it together, Pop. Well, dude, here's the tough thing, because I get home, right? So I, I stack. I stack. I'm like, I know my eating time is here because I get home and I have nothing. There's nothing in the fridge. The only thing I do have, though, is the leftover food from my $100 charcuterie board from this past weekend. So all I got is like this fig jam. 
that's like this big, but there's only a little bit left. So I stick my slimy, slimy finger all the way to the bottom. And every like 30 minutes, I just go and scoop myself out a little bit of fig jam. So And then like cut off some cheese to eat with it. So for the people who are listening, uh, you know, you were on your high horse about not having to do any chores. And like that is the that is the reality you now have to live because you don't get any groceries. You're just right. fig pudding. Right. And I also, dude, I don't know if I want to say this, but I always like wonder, like, what's the, dude, when it's really late at night, and I know this isn't a good roommate thing to do, but I don't have any food, dude. And sometimes I'm really hungry and I'm like, how much can I take from Jack's, Jack's leftovers before he realizes that I've gone into it? So I'll take like a little carrot here and there. Um... (laughs) We I felt really guilty eating this carrot. You should. Oh, it wasn't your carrot cake? No, no the carrot cake I ate here, that was mine. Okay. But back at home, I need a midnight snack. And I, <laughs> he, he had a, uh, like a bushel of carrots. And I'm like, is is one out of five carrots enough to notice? So there are only four left. I'm like, does he keep track of that? We got to um, talk so about this bad. book pop. And you need to order some groceries. That's ridiculous. You need to grow up. Um, you want me to spoil the book, dude, in one line? Spoil Two it. words? Two words. Uh, oh, oh, three words. Three words. Oh. Uh, it's two words on my sheet, but I got a symbol in the middle, and when I say it out loud, it's three words. Uh, here it is. Whole book. Three words. Humanity over humans. Three words, dude. Three words. <laughs> Do we just guard a loot right now, dude? Humanity <laughs> over humans, dude. That's it. The whole um, book. That's not really a great jumping off point. <laughs> no, it is, dude. It is, and I'll jump off myself, and then you can figure out what trajectory I'm going on. But here's my point, all right? The whole book is like, Elon, uh, I don't know what you think of him, but he's kind of a fucking maniac in like the best way possible. So he's just like totally vicious, like ruthless with every human he encounters for the greater mission of keeping humanity alive, like keeping it progressing going forward. Because he's basically like, I don't know the uh, the like meaning of life or any of that, but I do know if we just keep civilization alive and like people getting smarter and like consciousness globally just improving, uh, maybe we'll figure it out someday. So he's like, let's just keep that spark alive. And that's his whole thing. And he's like, I don't care who I fire, like what kind of fucking ruckus uh, should I blow up in the meantime? as long as we're going towards getting humanity going forward. Yep. So Oh, dude, <laughs> come prepared. So, now that the entire book has been spoiled, um huh. let me try Didn't and think I could about spoil a biography. <laughs> Here's what I'll say about this book cuz you were asking me about um Walter Isaacson's other books, Steve Jobs, Biography of Einstein of Leonardo da Vinci. That's a list of 3. Nice. And nice. I was going for four. You could probably hear in the tone of my voice. I thought there were four or five, but you I had nailed three. You. Um, you were asking if those other Isaacsons were as good as this one. And my answer was, I don't think so, because this one focused heavily on Musk's decision making. Hmm. And I was thinking, and, and the others are like more, which you really like, which we really like because it's more like a business book than a biography. That's, by the way, just just a teaser. That's all we're going to talk about in this podcast is like all his little, mic, or at least all I have is all his little micro decisions on how he thinks. Because right. I, I love that. I don't really care about him getting like tortured as a kid. Right. Um, so... Uh, oh, um, bad, the other <laughs> The other Isaacson books... Um, I don't think we're as good as this one for that reason. Uh, what was my point? Um, my point was though, I think we need to go back and read the other Isaacson books because when I read them, I was too young. And so I might not have been interested in the the business lessons like we were this go around. Um, so I think that was my point. It's a good business book. Jobs could be good. Jobs is good. So... Basically, what I what I took from this is I'm like, okay, I think we both took this from it. It's like Musk, like the whole book, his whole life, but everything in general is just a consequence <laughs> of his mission. It's like the mission 
is just like keep humanity going okay and there's a lot of stuff that's trying to stop humanity like uh like woke culture that's not good for humanity uh like fossil fuels like not going green that's not good for humanity uh, give me one more, dude. <laughs> give me one more. What could kill humanity? Um, um, each other. Just Twitter. like lack of progress, dude. Free speech. Sure. <laughs> I, I think that was my first point. Um, 2.5. Give me 2.5. So basically just like a lot of shit. Well, it's like AI. Did I say AI? I'm, I wanted AI. That could kill people. That's three. <laughs> I got it in in time. So everything's around that mission. And then that justifies all his actions. Because he has this like crazy urgency. He has a bunch of different like uh, frameworks. I don't know. Maybe we just talk about it at the start. He has some frameworks where he just thinks about business and then applies it to everything over and over and over. He basically says like I, I watched an interview with him and he's like, yeah, dude, I'm just like a broken record. I just say the same thing over and over. It's like use the algorithm. That's all we do. Everything is the algorithm. That's how you manufacture things. So it's like, okay, what's the algorithm? Yes. Know? Yes, Pop. Got us back on track. Nice, dude. Yes. Uh, pop quiz, dude. You know the algorithm off the top of your head? No cheat <sighs> off notes? the top of my head. Okay, here we go. Um, question. Question. There, there are five, five, five things in order you go through. Question all requirements. Because yes. requirements are dumb. Requirements made by smart people can be even worse because you think they're, they're smart. Nice, dude. Oh, don't look down. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's one. Give me a Number hint. Two. What's the next letter? Well, don't don't memorize it, dude. Just think like, what's important? Delete. Yeah, nice, dude. Yes. <laughs> delete. De ruthlessly delete all. So after you've questioned requirements, then delete parts, delete requirement, delete everything. Um, because if you're not adding ten percent back at to least. whatever, at least, then you haven't deleted enough. Um, and we'll give examples of each as we go through. Yes. Because he's just like fucking chock full. Simplify. Okay. So you, you, oh, nice, dude. Question, delete, simplify. Uh, Love it. Accelerate. Oh, oh, oh he's still going. <laughs> I didn't Fuck, I thought you were going to explain some of it, but no. And then automate, going. baby. And uh, there's right. a good story around that. So let's, let's talk about the algorithm. Well, one thing I think is important is Elon says he often, often made the mistake of inverting this. Where he came in and he's like, all right, hey, uh, I'm building a factory. Because he came from like the, the tech space. He was, he was doing all Fugazi bit stuff. Now he comes in the world of bits and... Um, bits and bits and bobs? Uh-oh. What's, what's the other thing, dude? Don't get stuck on that. B bits, bites? Bits and bo bobs? Bits and, bo bits no, and bobs. No, that's, that's finance, dude. What's... Oh, bites. No, it isn't, don't they say like bits versus something else that starts with a B that's like the real world? That's my bad, but well, it's whatever the like real product stuff is. He never did that before. So he comes in and it's like, what does everyone in the coding world do? Well, you're like coding robots. So he's like, oh, let me just automate everything. And so he basically over automates his entire factories. And he realizes like often robots aren't better than humans. So he just made this mistake over and over until he like figured out, no, you got to go through the algorithm like step by step. You can't skip steps. Um, and he says often this third step, the one where you simplify and optimize that's what it technically is uh that's what most engineers smart engineers default to so they're like hey here's uh the requirements they gave us uh let's just go and figure out how to crush this thing like let's just make it the best it is it's like no no that, those requirements that was made by nasa like 60 years ago it's irrelevant right now question who made that and like figure out who is the actual person responsible for it uh most engineers just go in and blindly accept whatever and then you right, can like, often just eliminate whatever they're doing. He's like, most people spend people spend way too much time simplifying or automating processes that shouldn't exist in the first place. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, do Do we get into examples? Um, well, fuck. The whole book is examples. Dude. Uh, I, that's why I don't know where to start because he's got fucking six different companies. So okay, you gave a really good one about. Um, this was early Tesla. He automated the entire, almost the entire production line in Fremont. And they were getting into serious trouble. They, they had to get, um, in order to stay alive, they had to get like 5,000 Model 3s out every single week. And this was when Elon started to realize that he had over-automated because 
Well, there, there are a couple things. Like he starts walking through the factory and certain machines were set to like, I don't know, 20% speed or something. And he's like, oh, I like that one, dude. He's like, run the thing at 100%. Why is it at 20%? They're like, well, because that's what the F, not the FDA, but like some governmental thing said we have to do. He's like, do it at 100%. So they do it at 100%. It like, well, that that was too much. It starts breaking so and he finds out that 70% is. This specific one, um, I think this was about tightening bolts or something on mm -hmm. the car. Yeah. And so just, just to like frame the problem, uh, Tesla's always been going bankrupt. They've always been going bankrupt. And now he's like making this promise because I think they're a public company at this point. They must be. Um, and he's basically saying 5,000 cars a week. That's what we're going to hit. But behind the scenes, which everyone's starting to short Tesla in like 2018, it's because he's at like 2,000 a week, which is just like completely, he's never going to hit his target. Um, so he's just going to get slaughtered and then like bad things are going to happen. Um, but one of these things, so he's just going down, like his whole job is pretty much 80% just like going down the assembly line whether it's a Tesla or like with grass. Yes. Out of the way. Um, <laughs> do I want to explain that? No, no. Um, he's basically just like in the trenches. And so one of these things is, yeah, it's like a bolt tightening robot. And what was cool was like, yeah, it's, it's at 20%. So it's like, why not go at a hundred? And then when they actually like look at it, because the cool thing is like, I never think to like reprogram a, a tool or whatever. Like it, it was just cool that like he goes in and like changes the source code to override the policy where it's like oh when we start turning the bolt like don't go righty tighty first go left two turns before it starts going right it's like fuck that why are we going left like just go right just go right from the start and then yeah he, he goes to 100 percent and he realizes he like strips the threads so he's like oh shit okay let me dial it back to like 70 percent. but it's just like go over the line to find where the line is and so uh, his whole job is just to do that repeatedly and then the the other great story with that automation and de-automating was Again, they were they were not getting stuff out quick enough. So he just starts marching down the the line and he's like literally starting to do things on the line, like put the weather stripping in the the doors of the Model 3. And he's like, why the fuck am I faster at putting in this weather stripping than a machine is? And when he started to to realize that they were just going down the line, finding all the machines that were unnecessary because they had automated too early spray painting giant red x's on them and just getting people to haul them out of the factory <laughs> so he's like we need we need humans on the line and everything with a red x on it throw in the dump um because these, these processes shouldn't have been automated in the first place well that that's what i i love too was like people were at first like you're scared to give something up but he's like no we're, we're eliminating like half of these so just like tell me which one stays, which one goes. And he's just literally, like, he was loving it, which is the funny part. He just, like, loves deleting because uh, it's so critical. Cackling. He was walking down the line cackling. Uh, let me give you another one that's related, Pop. Uh, I, I got a bunch oh, on Tesla, so we, we should This is still Tesla. Tesla before we this go is still Tesla. Model 3. I went a little bit out of, a little bit out of order. Okay. Uh, I thought this was really cool. So he's sitting in a meeting or something, and this is before they, they come out with the Model 3, and they know they're not going to be able to produce enough of these things per week to keep Tesla default alive. And he's playing with this little toy car that's on his desk. And he's like, hmm, starts inspecting it a little bit more. He's like, toy car. Uh, wait, wait, what's this What's this seam in the bottom of the, uh, bottom of the toy car? Okay. okay, so they pressed this car in a factory. They stamped it in a factory. He's like, why don't we stamp real cars? Right. It's one it move. Works you with just... the little car. Do it with the yeah. bigger one. Same um, process. And so keep in mind, they're, they're basically they have like a hundred different parts for the chassis of this car, and now they have to like weld and bolt and like mend everything together. I don't know how actual engineering works, but it basically like takes an absurd amount of time and manpower. To so do. I think that that part of the algorithm is questioning the requirements. He's like, why does a car have to be assembled this way on a um, assembly line? Let's just make the gigapress. And the gigapress well, does what we do with toy car casting full scale on a, on a Tesla Model 3. I mean, the thing is, though, like, it's crazy. Like, you need him to question because he, even though he's not even an engineer by, by trade, like, he studied physics, not engineering and business just because whatever. He didn't want people, like, telling him what to do. But he comes in and because he knows enough, he then goes to the, the people that would make this... Uh, what do you call it? Like a casting machine, 
which doesn't exist. It'd have to be the world's largest casting machine because it's fucking, he's doing a toy car and a real car. Um, and like the first one says no, the second one says no, the third, the fourth, the fifth says no. But the sixth person was like, I guess we can fucking try it. And so they literally make the biggest one ever to exist. And it, it takes like the the time to actually make the, the body, like the mold of the car uh, from, I don't know, like hours and hours. I don't even know, probably days into literally 60 seconds. It's like, oh, we just pour the molten aluminum in and then out, out comes the, the frame. I'll okay. tell you though, that, that, that aluminum, that molten aluminum, if you listen to the last podcast, which just came out today, uh, horribly fragile. Okay. I yeah. have a Tesla Model Y smeared it on uh, a post on a parking lot post crumpled the entire door so yeah but it's one piece dude it's 60 seconds piece. my bad oh it takes if 60 it's one seconds. piece you gotta replace the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um another okay another tesla another tesla dude yeah i yep. got give me a tesla. i got more i got give plenty me. dude um okay so tesla tesla has this uh when you say you take this aluminum cast or, or like you have the body of the car and now you want your sick Tesla to look white. Okay, it doesn't look white if it's aluminum. So you gotta like dip it in paint. So when you dip it in, uh, you get paint all over it and you pull it out and it's gonna like drain all the paint out. But the problem is uh, if, if you just have like the shell as is, the, the paint won't drain. So you gotta drill little holes in it. When you drill these holes, you don't want those holes cause like, uh, well, I'll get to the point in a second, but like you need to patch them cause like fucking water can get in or it'll just screw things up. And so Elon's like, dude, uh, I'm going down the line and I see all these people just patching holes and it's taking forever. So I go up to him I'm like, hey, hey, why are we, why are there holes in this thing and why are we patching them? Like, well, the, the paint to dry, but like we got to patch them because say there's a, a flood, then uh, the water can get up and seep through the floorboards. He's like, what are you talking <laughs> about, dude? When we're in California. When was the last time there was a flood? It's like this this happens maybe once every 10 years and if it does happen your feet are a little wet your feet are a little wet <laughs> the mats the mats are a little wet granted if it's new york like today uh, your whole ankle your kank might be under but like <laughs> that's not a big problem so he's basically like fuck the whole patching we're just gonna like go as is so there are literally holes in the frame of this thing um but it doesn't matter because he's like he's basically like it's kind of interesting too because he's in this life or death industry but he's taking the most risk like people will be like scared to do this in software it's like nothing really bad can happen but he he doesn't even give a fuck whether it's like cars on the road or like spaceships going to the moon or mars it's like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like shit can blow up and he's still willing to take that risk which is my favorite thing um, don't fall asleep, dude. <laughs> um, I was going to try and piggyback. Tesla, dude? No, no, no. Let me piggyback on that uh, because I think this is important. I think most companies, most people don't do this. Um, I have a prop and an example for this interactive thread. Oh, nice. Um, his big thing in all of his companies, and then we can dial it back in on Tesla, is the product designers must sit next to the engineers mm. for this exact problem you're talking about. Um, because he's like way too often, like the designers of something will be sitting in Seattle and the things manufactured in, uh, Tijuana, Tijuana. Nice. And, uh, that was, that was quick. Um, and so the, the, the designers don't, don't interface directly with the engineers. So they don't know when things they do are stupid. I'll give you an example. Oh. I have these cups in my building. Okay. Oh, nice. And it pisses me off every time because I don't know what it is about the cup or the lid, but the thing leaks. You put the lid on, it's, maybe it's not tight. When I go to drink out of it, it just dribbles all out of the cup. Oh. And so I'm like, two things. The designers of this product have never drank from it, apparently. Second, the people that are supplying it in our building have never drank from it, apparently. Right, so it's like, it, it's almost like a skin in the game thing. You need to have the people who are responsible for um, designing the thing um, or making the requirement, they have to bear the cost if it, if it sucks. Right. Um, 
Otherwise, well, it's I like, do. imagine if Elon were driving like a BMW. Mm -hmm. It's like, that'd be the dumbest thing ever versus, for example, full self-driving. He's like testing how well it works by how often he has to come in and intervene in full self-driving. And then he just goes back. He's like, guys, I couldn't do it because the lane marker is a little bit faded here. Like, fucking fix this thing. Just like immediate feedback. And uh, that's why he's so against outsourcing too, um, at least in the early stages. Like now he's starting to outsource to like a Tijuana type place in Mexico. Oh, Tijuana. But he's like, in the early stages, you want those super fast feedback loops. Like you, you got to be able to like walk down the line. Always like designers can literally see the engineering and like managers, they have to spend 20% of their time actually doing the thing. Um, so there's just super fast feedback loops. And then you can take that model and that's when you outsource. But you don't like outsource from the start, which a lot of people are doing or a lot of companies are doing now um sick great work. uh great work okay there. another one dude another one because <laughs> we're still on tesla and tesla's fucking chock full so i have one tesla i have one. Oh, you got one i have you one. go you go you yeah. go i got a no i have a tesla oh <laughs> <laughs> i know i know you're flexing on them dude that's sick that's sick um all right you know why you have it why because they're the dirtyans be set producing them. Uh, yeah. no, well, yeah, that too. Uh, thanks, dirtyans. Um, they don't even know what that means. They do if they listen to the episode that came out. I guess you today, do. September twenty eighth from June twenty ninth. Um, the OGs will know. Com. The OGs. Okay, so Elon, he's at like half of his quota of like five thousand a week, and everyone in the world is shorting him. So he's like, all right, fuck. How do we make? How do we make more than? 2500 a week or 2000 a week we got to get to five it's like well we're pretty much maxed out at capacity on our current assembly line it's like uh we can't build another fucking giant factory right now so like what do we do and he, he's just thinking he's thinking he's thinking he's a big like world war ii nut he's like oh world war ii they need to produce an insane amount of these airplanes bombers to go over and just bomb europe he's like how did they do it well they would set up tents in the parking lots and just create their own assembly lines outside the factories and then basically just double their factory size overnight. And like the government allowed this um, just because they had to produce so much so fast. So now he finds out in California where their their main factory is, he's like, oh, there's this, this law that like allows uh, repair shops to like open up a temporary tent to like fix things. He's like, they didn't specify the size. Oh, specify the size. Spe specify the size, dude. <laughs> My bad. You want to points. try it again? Try it again because they we, didn't you specify know. the size, dude. Oh, that was closer, but spe specifies. Uh, one I more time. I got that one. Um, I think I got that one, dude. Well, I heard tape, specifies. But... That's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> they didn't specify. <laughs> yes, I did. They didn't say the size, dude. Um, so he's like, let's just build this big thing. And if we have to pay a fine, we have to pay a fine. So he builds this giant outdoor assembly line uh, against the rules, really. But he, he just doesn't care about the rules. Like, that's my favorite thing is he's like, the only laws are the laws of physics. Everything else is just a recommendation. So he's like, if I can do it, I'm going to do it. Um, so he, he makes this thing. But one of the problems he runs into uh is basically like you're outside and he doesn't have an actual assembly line. Like inside the factory, you have an assembly line where like the, the car just keeps moving down it. Like, you know, the like the Henry Ford thing, it goes down and then you just add parts to it. Like we don't have that. And we don't have machines that can push the cars down. Like we have some machines that'll like give them a little push. They're meant for parts, but like it's not enough. So what I love is he's just like, well, how do we get these things down? Like, make a little a little slope oh gravity. a little slope he, he just just uses gravity dude he's like why do we have to have this conveyor belt let's just like put a little incline just enough so it, it keeps going down and then just keep producing parts and he's just like it costs uh practically nothing they put it up in two weeks and it's even better than their factory it's just fully optimized and i just i did i, I nerd out at that stuff dude that was um that was sick um oh there's something about there you, being so many threads that I, I just can't even piggyback. Oh, because I've got future. I've got more threads. Um, uh, do you have are more Tesla? Not on Tesla? Um, I like te Let me see. Uh, I got, I got a lot of Tesla. surges. Oh, you got two more on Tesla? Oh, let me give you a quick one so that we can okay. uh, popcorn read here. It's yeah. not on Tesla, but it's on Cybertruck, another car 
Oh, that is Tesla. Oh, that's, that's Tesla. Okay, sick. Um, this is a quick one. It was just another piece of confirmation bias that, um, like, really nobody's doing anything original or profound. Mm. Um, in the sense that uh, Isaacson talks about it in this book, but the inspiration for Cybertruck came from this James Bond car, the Lotus Esprit or Esprit. And you look at that thing, maybe we'll put it here. Looks exactly like the Cybertruck. Looks exactly mm. like it. Uh, Steve Jobs, most of their design came from, uh, what was that company that starts with a B? I want to say Bosch, but it's not Bosch. Braun. I think it was Braun. Braun. Yeah. Braun. If you like go and look at Braun stuff from the 70s, from the 80s, it's like total Johnny Ive Apple. And so it's like the things we think about in the modern day as the best design often are just remixes of first principles. I see this all the time. Like Casey Neistat is not Casey Neistat. He's really Van Neistat and Tom Sachs and like all these other guys that inspired him. And they were inspired like by, I don't know, Stanley Kubrick. Watch out, dude. Uh, letters are hard. And so I, I don't know. I just over and over again, I'm like, People are not as original as they seem. It's the Steve Jobs, like these people are no more smarter or capable than oh, than you. No more smarter. No more smarter. Uh, yeah, and one thing I like there too is uh, when I I didn't realize that he like basically imitated that, but pretty much compared to every other truck, it just looked completely original and like freakily ugly to most people. But Elon's just like, no, that thing is cool as shit. We're going with that, and then every all the engineers are like. Uh, Elon, Elon, can we do like um like a focus group to see if like maybe people like it other than you? It's like, no, dude, I don't do focus groups. <laughs> Steve Jobs, Elon's yeah. rules. Uh, and one thing cool, uh, I guess we can kind of transition and maybe we'll come back to the Tesla threads I still got. But uh, he takes this idea for, uh, what is it? The Cybertruck? What do they call the thing? Cybertruck. Cybertruck. Uh, Cybertruck, like what is it made out of? It's made out of, stainless steel and that's why it looks so angular because it's like it's I, I guess like harder to form it and curve it but it's just stronger and better um he takes that from spacex because at spacex they, they were running into this problem okay they have uh their i think it was their falcon rocket uh falcon 9 which just means like nine rocket engines on it i think um that is made out of carbon fiber and they were running into problems where carbon fiber, one, it's like super expensive, but it's it's wrinkling. So it's not it's not like forming right uh, for the, I guess, like the fuselage, fuselage or whatever. And it's it's really slow to actually make. So Elon's like, oh, how the fuck, how do we make this this thing better? Uh, carbon fiber was just like, it's not it. But he thinks back because he, he goes historically with a lot of his stuff. He's like, well, NASA and their early space program they were making some of their rockets out of stainless steel. But the, the whole engineers are like, no, dude, Elon, we can't do stainless steel. It's, it's super heavy. Like, that thing's not going to take off. It's going to be, like, much more expensive. It's just not going to work, like, the, the carbon fiber. It's like, no, no, no. Just, like, if they used it, it has to work somehow. So, like, just run the numbers, see what happens. So they, they run the numbers, and when they crunch them, they're like, okay, yes, stainless steel is objectively heavier than carbon fiber. But that's not factoring in what happens when you actually use the thing like when you use the rocket you you send it off to space one space is just colder plus you have like this liquid oxygen which is the fuel and like basically you super cool everything so it's super dense now like the actual spaceship is super cold which makes stainless steel 50 percent stronger so now it's it's much much stronger when it's actually being used in flight so they don't have to use as much of it and then also stainless steel has a higher melting point versus carbon fiber so you don't need as many of these heavy heat shields. Mm. So on net, stainless steel is actually lighter than using carbon fiber, just because you have to think of the actual application of it. I'm just like, ah, fucking, dude, I love that shit. Just jazzing me up. And that's why, well, that's what's so cool. This is what I just love about biographies. Like, we watch the Starship launch, and you see the thing. It's like shiny. It's stainless steel. But you're, you just, like, don't know why. And then to be able to read about it, and be like, oh, like those are the decisions that went into this thing. Like that, it's not stainless steel just to look nice. Like, um, it's very cool. Uh, okay, let me give you an overarching point because now I think we're on to SpaceX. Um, SpaceX is different than Tesla because Tesla's like 
there are car companies and it's your your market is the consumer. It's just like Henry. Henry's gonna buy a Tesla. Versus in SpaceX, your 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 customer is the American government. It's like, okay, government, uh, they've been we've we talked about this a year ago when I was shooting shirtless podcasts, but government this is from Palmer Lucky, because he has Anderl, which is like the coolest space company. Uh or uh defense company. Dude. Um my bad. Dude. That will that never up. stop being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a short out there, a shitty short. Dude, I was questioning requirements, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is this like short that. required? Something like that. There is a short. There are shorts out there. Um, what is the point? Basically, in that podcast, I was talking about how the current way defense works is defense contracts. So, like, the US government is like, hey, we want a rocket to go to space. Um, they don't pay you like, hey, we're going to pay a billion dollars if you get our men to, to the International Space Station. They're like, no, just um, or take women. the contract. Hmm? Or women. Men or women. <laughs> Sorry to throw a wrench in that next Fuck, sentence. Dude. but um, Psychological safety, dude. Um, <laughs> Psychological dude, Men or women, dude. All of man and womankind to space. Uh, basically, we're just going to pay you, but we're going to pay you in this cost plus model. What, what the hell is cost plus? It's like you do whatever it costs, and we'll just pay you like a fixed profit. Say it's like 10%. We're going to pay you 10% profit on whatever your costs are. And why they did this was in World War II, they, they were basically taking like car manufacturers and like, hey, can you make um, like bombers for us? And we don't know how much it's going to cost, like retool all your stuff. So just like, just do it, do it super fast. And we'll just like pay you after the fact, to, like and give you some profit on top. But that whole legacy just persisted. So now you have incentives completely fucked when you're not at war. Because say like, uh, I don't know, uh, Boeing, who sends things to the sky? Uh, Lockheed Martin. I don't know, actually. Boeing. Okay. Say Boeing as something they're sending up. Um, their incentive now is like, let's not question any of the requirements that the government puts on like for example one of them was like a crane to lift the rocket elon had to rent for like three million dollars because the government said oh if you're lifting the rocket you got to be like extra careful and like make sure there are multiple cranes and like they're coming at different angles it's like three million dollars and no one at the defense companies is going to question this at boeing is going to question this because hey we just make more profit because it's 10 percent of whatever they cost so there's no incentive to challenge it um, and there's no incentive Elon to, comes to in. work faster either because yeah. there's often no deadline. It's just cost. Whatever the it's, cost of the thing is, plus profit. It, literally the opposite. It's like the longer this goes on, the longer we'll get paid. Right. So it's better to long, run over budget and longer. And that's why you get the F-35, that like new uh, fucking jet fighter that costs, oh, how much was it? Oh. Billions of dollars. Two billion dollars. We don't. Dollars. We don't get the facts tri- right. One point seven trillion. I had to go back in the mental archives. One point <laughs> seven trillion dollars. Uh, every taxpayer paid ten thousand dollars for this freaking thing. Um, my bad, dude. <laughs> Point is, uh, that that's like the whole philosophy. Basically, everything in space is screwed up because of cost plus. Elon's like, that's that's fucked. Just tell us, like, how much do you want to pay to get uh, a man or a woman to space? And then, hey, we're going to basically create the rocket to get them there. And like any anything we do below that, like a normal company, if we do it for half a billion dollars and you pay us a billion, we keep the 500 million. That's our profit. So now there's every incentive to do it more cheaply and more effectively. So that's where he comes in and he just starts seeing left and right all these just screwed up incentives causing things to be uh, like 10, 20, 30, Let me give you a couple. times more expensive than they should be. Let me give you a couple. There was a valve they needed for something, for fuel or something. Uh, all the quotes they were getting were $250,000. Must just like, that's freaking insane. Because he has this thing, right? The idiot index, which is basically mm-hmm. how much more costly is a finished product, this valve, $250,000 valve, versus the raw materials required to actually make that product. Um, another one at the same time, they needed an actuator. Well, that... well, the cool thing about this index is you build it. You look, you look at all the parts you need for your spaceship and you just have ratios for everything. It's like, 
oh, this thing costs 100,000, but if we just did the, the metals, it'd be 1,000. It's like, oh, that's the ratio of 100. Now you can rank order everything and you just go top to bottom. Like, let's figure out how to redo this, redo that, redo that. So you start with the valve or whatever, and then you go to whatever your next thing is. And none of these, these NASAs, these Boeings, these Lockheeds, they're not questioning these prices because their incentive, no their incentive isn't to, right? They just get, they, they, they just get paid to use, it, right. They, they want they to use up. the most expensive parts because um, then they get more plus, more profit. Um, another one was a $120,000 actuator where Elon comes in and he's like, boys, uh, well, this is literally a garage door opener. Like what? An actuator just oh. like moves something. Yeah, it's just like, pss, 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 pss. yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah. that's a garage door opener, this thing. So like, why is it $120,000 um, if the raw materials are so much cheaper? So that's my two examples. Oh, nice. That was a list of two to, to tag on to what uh, you I got two more. We okay. get, that could adds up to four. That's a huge list. Okay. Um, <laughs> another one. Okay. They're talking about latches, like latches on, uh, say, the International Space Station, like going up um, to make an actual latch to like lock something. It's $1,500, according to NASA. It's like $1,500 for a freaking latch. Like, hey, hey, dude, um, the, the index all fucked up. It's like a 20x index or whatever the metal would cost, probably 100x. Um, can you go figure out how to make a, a locking mechanism? So they send the engineer off and he's like trying to figure it out. And he, he goes into this bathroom stall. I don't like bathroom stalls. There's like a locking mechanism. It's like, oh, let me just, let me just take this locking me mechanism and, and put it on the International Space Station. We'll like put this on, on the rocket and like here you can use it everywhere. And now this thing is actually $30, not 1500 or it's like, okay, we have this um, oh, take four. Uh, take Starship or one of their Falcon Ooh, rockets. Starship. I think it was a Falcon. Um, you have a little payload at the top, but you want to like make sure that the um, basically like that like there's air conditioning in there. Like you want to make sure that uh, shit isn't too hot or whatever in the payload. So basically, he, he asks like, hey, how much is it to um, to make this? And they're like, uh, it's $3 million if you want to cool the air in the payload area. It's like, $3 million. <laughs> you guys hear this? $3 million. Hey, Tracy. Tracy, how much does AC in your house cost? It's like, uh, it's like uh, $6,000 for the unit. It's like, all right, let's get a handful <laughs> of those. And they get a bunch of like house AC and then just like redo the valve or valve so it kind of works in space. And boom, $3 million goes to like tens of thousands everything's cheeks um cheeks dude let me give you another one list of five. Oh, you're gonna five this is, this is now a list of five uh this kind of gets back to the algorithm a little bit oh i got one more but, two. it could be six. Oh, could be six um they're trying to figure out how to land the starship this huge rocket previously mm. formerly known as the big fucking rocket um and some of the engineers are like well why don't we put landing legs on it and Elon, uh, well, well, like that's that's what you'd normally do, right? You that's what you would normally do, right? So let's question the requirement and then delete. Um, well, Elon's why, response why is, is uh, landing legs bad. bad. Well, they're heavy. No good. They're heavy. They're, they're expensive. Heavy. Okay. Any any weight you're adding is makes it that much harder to get to Mars and back. Um, Elon's response is the best part is no part. <laughs> the best part. <laughs> that's is no it. Part. The best part is no part. Which is literally, he, he's now saying, like, let's figure out how to take this rocket from space and just drop it down going super, super fast. And somehow it's going to stop and, and land and not blow up or tip over. Well, they're going to catch it with the oh, uh, landing tower. The landing tower is going to catch uh, it with two chopstick oh, arms, basically. Oh, so let's let's reuse the thing that we had at the start to keep it uh, not right. tipping over. And then it's going to somehow fucking Karate Kid... Catch this thing. You had a sixth. Oh. I had a sixth, dude. Um, this gets into like okay, everything, everything is like getting humanity to Mars, and I think normally the problem that we have with with sort of the VC world is people take a lot of money and they don't worry worry about profitability. Easy, dude. The stutter really <laughs> kills me. Um, they don't worry about profitability. Elon though. He's like, hey, if we're going to hit this long-term mission, we got to make money. So he's making some money off contracts with NASA to like bring men and women to space. He's like, it's got to be a, a better business model. Like, well, what, if, uh, what if we created our own internet? 
we send up these little satellites to, to beam back internet down to earth and just charge people money for that. And let's call it Starlink. And so now it's like why he can, uh, you can get in like a private jet, his private jet, he could like go in the all-in conference and buzz in and like talk to people because you're just beaming down stuff rather, rather than, uh, I don't know how it normally works with talking other satellites. But yeah, it's like yeah. low earth orbit and there are just a bunch of them. So it's just a, a much better signal in remote areas. Well, um, internet traditionally the requirement was it passes through fiber optic cables those fiber optic cables are physical things that have to be laid like under all the oceans so they're just a lot of places on earth. and then they have to get to a tower to sorry they have to get hmm. to you then the fiber optic goes up a tower and then the transmitter shoots it out and then you have to have a satellite that re receives it on earth and like most people most places on earth just don't have fiber optic cable laid hmm. so he's like let's just put right. the internet in space where whenever it flies over a certain place, ooh, uh, we can give that person Wi-Fi. Facebook, now, Google, they've all been trying to do it with right. balloons and shit. It's like, talk about defensibility where you have the main rocket company. Like, the, the U.S. literally can't send people to space. Like, that's a big problem was, hey, we got to the moon in 69. But since then, we haven't done shit. We've just gone to orbit and like for, for 10 years, we didn't have like shuttles. Like after the shuttle stopped, it's like no one was sending stuff to space. So now he's got the only way to get up there or like reliable way and uh, can just make this monopoly. But my point is, okay, one, it's cool. He's making like a profitable business plan to uh, fund his Mars journey. Like that's the only reason he's really doing Starlink. Um, but one of the, the bottlenecks in Starlink, it's like you have all these little satellites that you're trying to release in space. Uh, when you send them up with the rocket, you want to like release them in an organized fashion, right? So they just like file out of the rocket and basically you like tie them up and make sure they just like go in a good order. Um, and Elon's like, hey, uh, this whole thing, we're like tying them up and like making sure they go out orderly. Why are we doing that? Like, what? what I mean, fucking they're in space. Like we just spent all this money to get them up there. Like what if they like bang into each other and like uh, they come out all dislodged and like burn up in the atmosphere? It's like, no. They're up there. It's zero gravity, uh, so they're not going fast. They're going the same speed as everything else. The the shuttle's pulling away because it's got a little boost in it, so it's naturally just gonna like pull them out. And they're not. They're literally not going fast enough to damage each other. Oh. So it's like, let's just try it. If it fails, <laughs> it fails. We'll go back. And they they try it, and it's like even cooler. No it's like, if it fails, blame me. Like mm. I I signed off on this, and he does that a lot, which is like. I understand like you're scared about this thing. I have no fears and don't care about risk and it's my company. So like I'll, I, I sign off on that. Right. Um, there was and then this, he has to admit um, a lot of times when he makes mistakes. So 37 signals uh, is one of our business mentors and they, they did a piece on this, Jason Fried in particular. He was talking about risk and everyone's like, Hey, Elon's this like reckless, super risky guy. It's like, no, you guys just have a different perspective on risk. Everyone in the, the normal corporate world, their view of risk is like, um, let's make sure like there's no error. So like double checking, triple checking everything. Uh, let's have like um, a board to approve everything we're doing. And like, let's go slow and like make sure everything works. And Elon's like, okay, maybe that's true in like the micro case. If you're looking through like a little monocle, but Elon has a giant telescope. And so his perspective is like, hey, the riskiest thing to do if we're trying to like save humanity and keep that, that spark alive, we get to take all the risks we can right now to accelerate this process. Like, uh, we don't have time. Like, say AI comes in the next 10 years or, like, uh, a nuclear war happens. Like, we don't have time to fuck around. So we just got to, like, start testing things. Um, one of the big things was, like, rockets to space. Uh, there was this super expensive, uh, like, process for testing rockets to make sure, like, they actually work before you, you send them to space. And Elon's like, we don't have time for that. Uh, it costs way too much. Like, let's just fucking send it to space. If it blows up, it blows up. But if it doesn't, now we know they work as is. And so, like, this whole process of, like, it's it's all about speed. And that's where his uh, his urgency comes from because his, his timeline is just so different. Um, Anything else for SpaceX? Oh, Whoa. I got one more for SpaceX. Is this oh. seven? Uh, that's seven. I don't even remember what the list was about. Oh, he's falling asleep. We're at 48 minutes. It's fine. Okay, so another one is um, they're making the dome on the top of one of their uh, their rockets. 
dude, everything's a rocket. Uh, they're making the dome on the top, but they're taking a while. And Elon's like, hey guys, why, why are we taking so long for this dome? Like, well, we, we can't like, we don't have the, the tool to like fit it to make sure it's the right size for the rocket. You're like, all right guys, here's what's gonna happen. Uh, you're gonna go down, go to the rocket, cut off a sliver of the bottom. That now is your sizing. That's your fitting tool. Fit the dome to fit the tool. It's like, oh, I just, dude, sorry, dude. I just, I tweaked, but like, just, just fucking get the sliver off the bottom and like figure it out. And I think he had a nice phrase. It was like, um, a dome by dawn or something like that. And it's like, dude, by dawn, we're finishing this dome. And he's just out there in the trenches with him and they're going to figure it out. I just, damn. Um, I'm speechless. Okay. I'm speechless because that was a list of seven. It was so many. I couldn't keep track of the list. We got to be careful um, with our lists. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me switch over. This is just like example after example. That's, that's all I like. Okay. Do you want to go, um, boring company or back to Tesla? <laughs> um, um, are we finished Tesla's with quick. Tesla? If we go back to Tesla? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to Tesla. Okay. Wrapping up Tesla. Um, almost. Almost. Oh, oh no. That's kind of that. No, there's a transition point, so I can, like, get out of it. Okay. Uh, just a small thing. Like, Elon's looking. This is just I liked his, like, no gives a, doesn't give a fuck about regulations. Uh, he was in the car, and he's looking at his Tesla, like, the Model 3. And he sees in the um, the visor, like, when, if you're in the passenger seat and you bring down the visor or whatever, you see a little warning. It's like, hey, the airbag, if you got kids there, just, like, watch out because it'll blow up your kid. It's like, dude, this thing's so ugly. Why do we have this? I'm like, well, it's, it's regulation. Like, if the kid blows up, he's like, no, let's just put a little thing in the computer where it's like gives you a warning if if the kid's there, and let's just strip this ugly little sticker. I go, oh, I guess we can do that. I'm like, <laughs> ah, dude, I love like most people would be like, no, it's required by the government. He's like, no, nah, fuck it, we'll just like do it a better way. There are so many of those too. When he was designing the Tesla, I didn't know how involved he was in designing the most the first tesla roadster um something about the headlights oh he had such a great quote about the headlights having to be beautiful i think it was like they're the eyes to the the thing or something i don't know oh you want to transition uh, in the eyes yeah. okay. oh <laughs> so oh. Man, you're, you're falling asleep uh okay late stage so there's pod. this big big uh debate we got an hour we got an hour we're at 50 um so there's a big debate in full self-driving. That's that's just oh. the pinnacle of our world would be entirely different if we can crack this code. The big debate is like, how do we crack it? Uh, actually, multiple versions of how to crack this. But like the first thing is like, how do we like interpret the signal of the world? What do we want to do? Now, pretty much every company, their default is let's use LiDAR, which is basically like little laser beams, just sending out laser beams and seeing how to scan the environment. Just having a bunch of these. And Elon's like, okay, well, one LIDAR, it's like, this just doesn't feel natural. Like, why would we use LIDAR? Like, we use our eyes to see the world. So why would we even do this new technology? To it's like super expensive. So what's the point of like doing this in the first place? So he's like, let's just take a bunch of cameras and let's go completely all in on vision. And the, the engineer's like, no, we, we can't. We can't do that. We need we need to like maybe hedge a little bit and like let's have maybe vision and lidar together and so they do that Elon's like all right fuck it let's just do it for a little bit um but after a while he's like you know what fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna like stand my ground it should just be vision because we just use our eyes if we can do that then it's fine now he realizes when he pulls out the lidar and so it's vision only the engineers give him so much flack for it but like months later all the engineers are like, holy shit, I can't believe we use LiDAR. Like, vision is so much better than what we're doing. Now they can't even think about going back. But he's just like, hey, no, you know, we take that elimination process. It's like, delete the thing. If we need to add it back, we always can. We talked about that on a couple pods ago. It's just like, it's brilliant first principles. It's like, how do humans drive cars? Computers should be able to do the same. We drive with our eyes. He's right? falling asleep. <laughs> and, 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 um, the car has like eight cameras, six or eight cameras, which is more than a human. I think, I think he was wrong though. And they started to bring LIDAR back because I think there's a bunch of fringe cases where LIDAR was actually better. They found, 
and so it uh, maybe I don't know if, if you remember explicitly, but it was one of those bring back 10% that they were okay with doing. He was like, make vision as good as physically possible. But I think in the new cars, they're bringing LiDAR back for some reason. Rain maybe? or Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's like find the line. Figure out if we need it. Basically figured out like, oh, we were leaning way too heavily on LiDAR at first. Like our, our vision technology was shit because we had this extra crutch. So he removes this crutch, makes vision a lot better. And then like, if he adds back LiDAR later, now it's just a, a supercharged everything. Um, one more thing too, like uh, originally with full self-driving, they thought they could just like code everything into the car. It's like, hey, if uh, if you see two lanes and it's a solid line, like don't cross over. So they just had like thousands, millions of lines of code. Um, but then he realizes, hey, with neural nets or like the way our brain actually functions, um, like, let's just look at real world scenarios. So like take um, take like the best drivers of Tesla because they have all this data. You can just look at your, your five-star Uber drivers, just see how they react in the real world and just imitate them. It's basically like how kids learn. They just learn by imitation. That's now what the Tesla cars are doing. And they're basically just going to like cancel out all that code that they just spent all those years writing. It's like, oh, no, this one's much better. So they're pivoting completely to this neural net system. And that's the beauty of computers with a lot of data is there because they can see and process so much more data than a human can, they end up making better decisions in the long run. Hey dude, that's my addition. That's my addition um, to, to the thought, to the thread. I, I got a, I got a, I got a quick one. We're, we're getting, Oh, I got a transition out, but I got another one that I like too. Um, okay. So in, in Tesla in and out. So, uh, this is just a, a quick one that like speaks to, Elon is a person. Um, Tesla's getting shorted left and right because they're like, he's way too ambitious. He's never going to hit these benchmarks that he's saying. And he's just a fucking maniac. So he does end up hitting them. Um, but at a certain point, uh, Bill Gates comes to him. And because now Elon's the richest man in the world. He's like, uh, Bill's like, hey, Elon, can we like set up a meeting to um, to talk about maybe some, some fundraising stuff? And Elon's like, sure, sure. Uh, when are you free? And Bill's like, well, no, let's just send it to our like schedulers and they can like put it in the calendar. He's like, no, no, I don't have one. Just fucking, when are you free? And now Bill's like, oh my God, he wants to just like <laughs> manually scheduling his meetings. One that's just sick. But then he gets to the meeting and um, Gates is basically like, there's this elf in the room because Gates has been shorting him. And Elon's like, hey, dude, um, I don't really believe in charity. I think the best charity is just creating an awesome business like Tesla or SpaceX. So what you should do is just give me all your money, Bill. Like just fun projects like this. It's like, ah, I fucking know. We're doing like blood sit for kids and stuff. And then Elon's like kind of fed up. He's trying to get out. And he's like, well, Bill, why, why did you short Tesla? He's like, well, I, I thought you couldn't hit these benchmarks. It's like, okay, well, do you still have the short? It's like, uh, well, well, yeah. He's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Why would you have that short against me? And, and Bill's like, well, I, I, I thought you wouldn't hit it. And uh, we'd make money. And dude, Elon's brain, he just can't comprehend why you would short. Like shorting a company is basically like putting money that it will fail. You're like trying to get it to fail. You're betting that it will. It's like, I'm doing the best thing for humanity. Why would you, claiming to be this philanthropist, now come and try and kill the best thing for humanity? And so he literally like just can't fathom the idea of Bill trying to like be greedy and make money over here because it's just the most ironic, hypocritical thing ever. Uh, so I just like that. Which gets of, like well, it gets back to your spoil, which is humanity, humanity over oh, human. Don't try and wrap me up. <laughs> um, I, can well, I say one his, thing? Um, okay. his relationship with X, his child X Ash twelve or whatever, so bizarre to me. He's just got this little binky that follows him around everywhere. He's like, rocket, rocket. He just counts from one expect? to 10. He actually, he only counts down from 10 to one. It's just odd to me. Uh, that's how kids work. It's just him and X. Oh. Yeah. No, he likes X a lot for some reason. Probably because his name's <laughs> X and that's his favorite thing. Um, <laughs> hey, one thing on Boring Company, then Twitter. Um, I think we're almost good. Okay. Boring Company... I like Elon. He just looks at the world and he's like, take a city. Okay. 
what is the issue with cities? Well, cities are 3D. You have like people walking around and the buildings go straight up. So you're in three dimensions. You, you just pack all these people in tightly. But how do you get those people in and out of the city? It's on roads, which are 2D. Like that, that makes no sense. Maybe if you're like in LA, they don't have any subways, which was crazy to me. Like New York luckily has that. So it's like a little bit 3D. But he's like, what we got to do is, is figure out how to make transportation 3D. And that'll just make cities function so much better. And most people are like, hey, flying cars is a thing. That's what, uh, that's Peter Thiel's thing. It's like, we were promised flying cars and we got like 240 characters. Um, but Elon's like, no, dude, you, you don't want flying cars. Because flying cars, now you have shit buzzing all over your head. Like one is going to be loud. And two, you're, you walking down the street, you just went from a chance of like basically 0% that anything's going to fall on you and kill you to now, who knows if a hubcap, 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 <laughs> easy, hubcap flies off and now now you got like a one percent chance of dying a fucking flying car hubcap right now an hour come on dude (laughs) you can't shut me down i like this point okay so now he's like okay let's make tunnels let's start the boring company we all know that thing um but they have this big drill to drill the tunnels and they're like building this the shaft they're like excavating the shaft to now bring the the boring machine down and like create the tunnel Elon's like, oh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, oh, we're, we're building the thing to get it down so it can start drilling the tunnels. He's like, look at my yard. See my yard? It's got holes in it. Those are gopher holes. How's a gopher make a tunnel? Like, well, it starts at the surface and it like tunnels down. He's like, yeah, do that. <laughs> so now they, they, they like create this machine that just drills from the surface down in. And you don't have to create these like uh, mine shafts to then bring the thing in. It's just like... Hey, question everything, dude. Um, you got anything for Twitter? <laughs> Twitter's kind of sick because you just no. I kind of hate Twitter. Eighty-five percent of the company. Yeah, I kind of hate Twitter. Well, I, I just um, like the quick point was he's like full self-driving is the hardest engineering uh, challenge I've ever faced. Uh, that's why he always promises like it's done by the end of the year, by the end of the year, by the end of the year for like ten years straight. Um, he's like that entire team is or. That entire team is a tenth of the size of the Twitter engineering team. And Twitter is just a fucking a giant group chat. It's like, what the hell are all your people doing? Um, so he gets in and just fires 85% of the people. And I thought that story was sick, like how they went about it. Um, he's definitely ruthless. And that's like the getting back to that point of like humanity over humans. Uh, he really doesn't care about just firing uh, people. It's always like, hey, dude, if you're not on the mission, like we accept your resignation. That's it. You know what I find cool that I didn't know is just the amount of uh, family he works with. His brothers, mm. his nephews. Um, he's trying to get a well, couple cousins, of his older sons. Cousins, yeah, because they were dumb. So he's like, he's so meritocratic, but um, he's just, I, I thought it was interesting that he's got all these brilliant family members. And we've talked about this, but it's like find the people you want to do life with and then, mm. oh, yeah, right? Find the people you want to do life with so you, you and then... Find the people you love and do life with them. Find the people you love and do life with them. That's tough, dude. Um, what was my point? My point was... Don't... Also, don't don't guardy me because I got two more mini points that I like before we... Mini, mini, it, mini it up. Okay. Um... This, this is just a specific example, then I'll go more global. Um, specific example, one last thing, was like with the, uh, with the rocket, okay, going back to SpaceX, with the rocket, they make it out of aluminum, and we're trying to figure out like, hey, how, how thick do we have to make this aluminum thing? Because you want to make it as skinny as possible because that's a big cost of the rocket. And so instead of going to the company, he's like, hey, we got this, uh, or sorry, steel. We got this uh, steel rocket, like how, how thick do we have to make the walls? He doesn't go to the corporate people because they'll just give him like, hey, here's how to do it safely. Probably need like six millimeters. He's like, let me go to the guy actually building it. Like the fucking, probably like a Mexican dude just actually creating it. It's like, hey, hey, Mexican dude, how wide do these walls have to be before you get nervous? Like, well, probably about like four, 4.8 millimeters. And he's like, all right, sick. Let's do four. It's like, <laughs> four? Like, yeah, if it blows up, it blows up. Then we'll like bring it up to 4.8. He's just like, He's like, don't don't go to the suit people. Go to the people on the ground that are actually building it. Like Solar City had something similar where like 
they were saying they can't produce this many cells on a roof. And he's talking to the guy. And he's like, when was the last time you were on the roof? It's like, well, uh, mm. 20 years ago. It's like, well, why am I listening to you? Fired. Um, last thing, kind of global point. I really like how this is like a Peter Thiel-ism, but he has just one metric. It's like one metric that's all we're focused on. So take Tesla and full self-driving. He's just like, how many miles per intervention? That's all they care about. It's like, can we go 10 miles without me having to <laughs> My bad, oh. dude. dude. I can see when you're breaking down, your eyes glaze over. Dirty cat. Because so we're an hour in, I'm talking about miles per intervention, huh? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I tried. I tried to not let that out. My bad. Cost per the one metric orbit. That's the other one I like too. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, you got any takeaways? What's your big takeaway? Do you, let me no, Bob. Take me away, oh, yeah. Bob. Oh, God. <laughs>